The final question for today is question 279. What are the essential and necessary elements for celebrating the Eucharist? The essential elements are wheat bread and grape wine. And now for my personal reflection, which will summarize for questions 277 through 279. I'd like to start off by saying that the Eucharistic liturgy has been celebrated pretty much in the same way since the early Christian time. And we read in the Catechism of the Catholic Church in paragraphs 1345 onwards um, that even since the second century there is a witness, a written witness of how the Eucharist was celebrated. Uh, Saint Justin Martyr in the second century. Uh, this is what he wrote to one of the pagan emperors, Antoninus Pius, in 138 AD or between 138 and 161. It was around the year probably 155 is what the Catechism tells us. And here is what he wrote. On the day we call the day of the sun, all who dwell in the city or country gather in the same place. The memoirs of the apostles and the writings of the prophets are read as much as time permits. When the reader has finished, he who presides over those gathered admonishes and challenges them to imitate these beautiful things. Then we all rise together and offer prayers for ourselves and for all others wherever they may be so that we may be found righteous by our life and actions and faithful to the commandments so as to obtain eternal salvation. When the prayers are concluded, we exchange the kiss. Then someone brings bread and a cup of water and wine mixed together to him who presides over the brethren. He takes them and offers praise and glory to the Father of the universe through the name of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And for a considerable time, he gives thanks in Greek, Eucharistian, that we have been judged worthy of these gifts. When he has concluded the prayers and thanksgivings, all present give voice to an acclamation by saying, Amen. When he who presides has given thanks and the people have responded, those whom we call deacons, Give to those present the Eucharistic bread, wine, and water. Take them to those who are absent. So this was the fundamental structure of the Eucharist, which the Catechism tells us has been preserved throughout the century down to our own day. There is a gathering of people, and there is a liturgy of the Word, and there is a liturgy of the Eucharist. The liturgy of the Word is consists of first the Old Testament readings and then a psalm which is prayed in response to the Old Testament reading that was just read and then there is a, a New Testament reading from the Apostles uh, not the Gospels but from the Acts of the Apostles or one of the letters in the New Testament and then there is the Gospel reading so that constitutes the readings from the Holy Scripture and many a 
times people wonder why do we read the old testament shouldn't we only be reading the new testament which was given to the gospels the life of christ and the life of early christians and the teachings of the new covenant well that is wrong because jesus himself said that not a word of the law from the old testament will be wiped away in fact he said he came to fulfill the old covenant in the new covenant and not a iota of the old covenant law is going to be diminished by the new testament rather it's going to be a fulfillment of the old testament scripture so we start our liturgy of the word by reading from the old testament and then we have the psalm to give thanks and to respond to what we have just read and these scripture readings are scheduled in advance we have almost 40 plus years ago they these uh, they were revised so that we get to read almost the entire bible in a 3 year cycle and uh, especially all the new testament readings almost all of it is read in a 3 year cycle and very many times we find that when we read those scripture readings they speak to us for that particular time because when we hear the words of god it is very relevant to us for that particular time what we are going through in our lives at that time and it's a mystery how it works that way and it uh, the words of the scripture come alive because they are living word and uh, the word of god is jesus himself and the scripture is one um form in which god speaks to people even today and especially today and um after the reading the readings are completed we have um a homily which is basically an exhortation to the people to stay true to the word of god and to put into practice what we have read and after that there is a presentation of the offerings which includes bread and wine which is going to be offered in the thanksgiving in the eucharistic liturgy which is a second part but also there is a collection and there is gifts uh, that are taken up to the altar uh, as a gesture uh, that we are remembering the poor in our community so that as appropriate whatever we can do we share with those who are in need so that those who are able to are willingly uh, asked to uh, give to the less fortunate so that the people who are deprived especially uh, the catechism says orphans widows prisoners immigrants and again these are words of saint justin martyr from the early early christian times but it's still continued even today so we are asked to assist the vulnerable and the underprivileged through our offerings and after the offering the uh, eucharistic prayer eucharistic prayer starts with a preface where we give thanks to the father through christ and in the holy spirit for all his works creation redemption and sanctification then there is the epiclesis where the church asks the father to send the holy spirit to sanctify the bread and wine 
so that it will become the body and blood of Christ. And then the most important part, the institution narrative, the exact words that were used by Christ are used to uh, use by the priest so that the action of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit make sacramentally present under the species of bread and wine, Christ's body and blood. You can read this in 1353 of the Catechism. And this part is also called as a consecration. After the consecration prayer, the ordinary elements of bread and wine become the real body and blood of Jesus. And then we have the Ananasis, where the church calls to mind the passion, the resurrection, and the second coming of Christ. And followed by that, we have intercessions where we pray not just for um, ourselves, but for the whole world. We pray for the church, we pray for the bishops, we pray for the Pope, we pray for all the pastors, the people, living and dead, because we are praying and celebrating Eucharist in communion with the whole church in heaven and on earth. So the entire communion of saints. And uh, then we pray the Lord's Prayer, which is the Our Father, and then there is the breaking of the bread and then the people uh, receive the bread of heaven and the cup of salvation which is the body and blood of Christ who offered that his life himself for the whole world and we see that similar to what Saint Justin Martyr says again this is in paragraph 1355 because this bread and wine have been made Eucharist, Eucharisted according to an ancient expression, we call this food Eucharist, and no one may, pay, may take part in it unless he believes that what we teach is true, has received baptism for the forgiveness of sins and new birth, and lives in keeping with what Christ taught. And so we celebrate the Holy Eucharist. It has been preserved in the same form all these years in both the Eastern and the Western um, liturgies, liturgical celebrations in both churches of the East and West. There is so much I would wish to share with you on the Holy Eucharist, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, but I think it would be even more wonderful if those who have stopped going to Mass in recent times for them to be able to go back to the to the church, go back to the Eucharist, when of course the churches are reopened after the pandemic, as I know some churches in some parts of the world are still closed. Once they're reopened, I pray to God that you will go back to the Eucharist, try to uh, learn more about the Eucharist and the significance of celebrating Holy Mass every Sunday together as a faith community, as a public witness to our faith and to our communion and to our unity as believers. That's my reflection for today. I hope you have a blessed day, everyone, and thank you for listening.